Levels, levels. Levels, levels. Hey, how you doing? Hold on. What? Well, I want to make sure that I'm on with the right person and not the imposter who messaged Lisa this morning. (sighs) Okay. Um, Ask me something that only the real Dwayne Johnson would know. Okay. All right. Um, Let me think. Let me think. Got it. What's it really like to work with Vin Diesel? Really? Yep. Couldn't resist. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prins, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Well, pretty good. How are you? You know, just uh, just enjoying the the waning hours of 2021 and looking back fondly on the year that won. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I capped off my year by my Instagram getting spoofed this morning. Just, really? And L- Lisa was one of the first people to notice and messaged me. Hey. Yeah, crap. And clearly they were trying to do a really good job of uh of of spoofing you because I believe the message Lisa got was, How you doing? <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Joey. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> New Graham, uh-huh. who dis? <laughs> <laughs> well, they took my Facebook profile po- photo was the picture of you and me standing in front of the Dowling band bus. They took that photo. Yes. And used it to start a new Instagram account. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? That's a, that's a, that's a smart looking photo is what that is. I'm still trying to figure out why anybody would want to be me. I know my life. Just saying. <clears throat> Dear spoofer, you want it. Here's a list of things you need to get done by the end of the week. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> you, you don't just get the magical Instagram side of me. You get it all, brother. You got a walkie JV game Monday at three. <laughs> Watch out, they bite. <laughs> that That's too close. If they're going to take my life, I would prefer that they also take the two-hour road trip to molten udell so that's let me thanks for spoofing my account here's a map to algona you're gonna need it or eagle grove which we'll get to later yeah. i have actually reft games in eagle grove <clears throat> but not with a wig on no 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 that wouldn't be allowed no that would that'd be but, bad but we'll get to that <laughs> Uh, so let's, let's dive in. If we let's dive into feedback, uh, uh, people are busy holidays going on. Not a lot of feedback and follow up, well, more follow up here, but not really. Uh, uh, Amy has started to get caught up. She has offered her blender to you for your new series. How did it blend? Ooh, cool. <laughs> 
That'd be awesome. Okay, so here's the question. Is she sending me the blender or am I just sending her the stuff to blend and you guys will, will video it? I don't know. She didn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm just the logistics, right? I got to figure that out, right? <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I don't know how many things I'm going to come up with to blend, but I do know what the final episode of the first season is. It's It's taking the blender and then putting that into a different blender, right? Like that's... <laughs> kind of a hat on a hat but sure why not which point yeah the, how, how will the blend blend and then and then it just falls in on itself yeah okay so we did at, we also had some feedback from toddler negative 18 hey sir the underwear mask yes his stay was brief <laughs> i'm glad you kept it classy and didn't add he left skid marks as security dragged him out also, she thought she thought my delayed spit take was awesome, and it's absolutely why we need to record and post the video of these podcast sessions. <laughs> Look, hey, that's it. Did you have any feedback? Did you get anything? Because I don't have anything else. That was it. Um, no, we were. Um, uh, let's see, we were, we were, we were listening to that. We were listening to the last episode. Um, yesterday i believe and uh there was there were some laughs and some snickers and then i thought is that our show oh no it is okay yeah so anyway i think we're good uh, How about, uh looks like you've got some follow-up so do you remember earlier in the year uh week four october 3rd the baltimore ravens were in the midst of um picking up their third straight victory leading the broncos 23 to seven and late in the game, they needed to rush for an extra two yards in order to keep some oddball streak going. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. So instead of just taking a knee, they, they kept running because they wanted a, a streak of that. Nobody really paid attention to until that time. Yes. So yes, there was some, there was a little bit of consternation about them continuing to, essentially almost try to run up the score while the game was already in hand. It was bad. You know, people were like, that's a bad look for Baltimore. But, and, and, and the coach basically said, Hey, look, you know what? We're going for this record. We're going to keep playing. Yeah. Why, why do you bring that up now? Because, because this week, while the Ravens were in the middle of getting their brains beat in by the Bengals, on third and four, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow scrambles out of the pocket and hits Joe Mixon down the right sideline for a 52-yard gain in a blowout win. But it meant that Burrow got 525 passing yards on the day, good for the fourth most in, in single-game NFL history. At which point, after the game, Harbaugh was visibly upset that somebody did to him what he had done to someone earlier in the year. Hey, hey, hey. That's my move. That's my move. <clears throat> when we do it, it's for a good reason. When you do it, it's because you're a jerk. <laughs> and the tweet that I read said, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, is it, John? <laughs> Oh, 
Uh, there are times, most of the time, Twitter is a dumpster fire, but some days. Just occasionally. Every now and then. Yeah. So there was that. Um, well, we talked about you blending. We we talked about you blending your tiles. Yes. Yes. And then I got actually today in my news feed an article from the New York Times. And the headline was Are Apple AirTags being used to track people and steal cars? And the answer to the former is yes, but there are only about a thousand other things out there doing the exact same thing. And the answer to the latter is what? (laughs) So I read through the entire article in preparation for this as both follow-up and tech corner going, as far as I can tell, Apple has more safeguards with their trackers than anybody else. And they asked Tile about the same thing. And Tile said, yeah, 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 we're working on it. Don't worry your pretty little head about it. Uh, I may have been paraphrasing there. Not sure. Um, (laughs) That sounds like corporate PR speak. (laughs) But I thought that was interesting. Particularly the phrasing of the headline, mostly to gather clicks. But one of the examples was a mom who put an air tag on her daughter's car. Yes. And then her daughter realized that she was being tracked. And then her mom finally fessed up. But your iPhone lets you know if there's a tag that's not yours, that's been in your vicinity for an inordinate amount of time. Yeah. So interestingly in that one, right. In that case, because I had also seen this article, the person who was being secretly tracked was notified that they were being secretly tracked, which actually tends to then say, wait, it's hard to secretly track you with this system. (laughs) Like, How did you find out that you were being secretly tracked? My phone told me. Well, her iPhone told her. Yes. And if she had an Android, she wouldn't know about it, except Apple has released an app that allows you to scan for AirTags, but you have to be proactive in doing it. It doesn't passively scan for AirTags and notify you. So, I mean, if you're worried about it. Well, I, I didn't find anywhere in the article, unless I fell asleep while reading it, where it, which... I've been known to do, which said somebody was using it to steal cars. So, so a couple of things just, uh, so number one, as you've pointed out, hmm, weird headline, the headline does fall within what is known as Betteridge's law of headlines. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this. Um, this was coined in 2009. Um, basically it states quote, any headline that ends in a question mark can be answered by the word. No, <laughs> It actually applies a lot more than you realize. <laughs> Are they being used? No. That's a lot of paragraphs. Um, 
The interesting piece in this, however, is a couple of things. So, so there are some weird reports. There's a report, not weird. There's a report out of Canada that somebody was uh, attaching these to high end cars and then figuring out where the people live and then going and stealing the cars from their garage. I'm not, I'm not sure if you saw, like, if you see a car in a parking lot, your thought is I'm going to put a tracker on it. So then I know where it goes so I can steal it from their home versus why don't you just steal it from the parking lot? Whatever. That's fine. However, in the one that about the mother, uh, this is interesting though. Uh, the mother says, quote, I was nervous about Mary being out and not being able to find her. Now I'm going to throw this out just real quick. Her daughter, Mary has an iPhone. Okay. She has an iPhone. You can turn on find my, and she can grant you, you don't need an, you don't need a tracker on the car because you can actually, you can turn on, just let me know where you are. And if, anyway, uh, fine. This is the thing though. The mother said she hadn't intended to keep the knowledge of the air tag from her daughter, quote, but if I knew she would have been notified, I probably would have told her. <laughs> I didn't mean to secretly track her, but had I known that I was going to be ratted out by Apple, I would have told her. <laughs> I think we may have found our first idiot of the week. <laughs> um, there, there, there's another one in the same story about a person who rented a vehicle from a car sharing service called Turbo last month and then received a notification that an unknown air tag near her uh, was fought, was near her. And uh, so she went to a friend's parking garage and she searched the outside of the car for an hour before its owner notified her that he had placed a device inside the vehicle. So yes, the owner of the car had put an air tag on it and the person who was driving it then was notified. Again, it kind of points out secret tracking. It, if you have an iPhone, it does work. Here's the thing. It works so well that every time I pick up Lisa's keys that have an air tag on them and I go to drive her car, my phone keeps hey 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 you're being tracked hey you're being hey 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 you're being the they make noise the air tags making noise so i can't like yes apple can i just say that i'm good with this can i this one's fine anyway so there you go yeah rabbit holes uh inside rabbit holes inside rabbit holes um yeah let's see i'm, I'm looking at our notes to figure out where we where we got down that one um oh by the way last bit of follow-up uh as we record it is december 31st uh, and I put on here, uh, pour one out for the NBC sports network that, uh, shuts down, uh, shuts down today. I got a nice email from NBC sports reminding me that all of my favorite sporting events will no longer be seen on the NBC sports network. It will not be seen on the USA network. Sure. However, I did check all those people that we were worried we're going to lose their jobs who write the headlines and pick the, whatever. The NBC Sports website's still up and running, so they're all fine. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh. It's just, as a matter of fact, near as I can tell, everybody who worked for NBC Sports is now doing the exact same job. They just take off the NBC Sports Blazer and put on the USA Network Blazer. Uh, guess it for reasons. I don't know. Anyway. Is this the same old USA Network that used to play Wings 24-7 on repeat? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah, it's that one. Now it now it has wings, law and order, and all the sports that don't fit on Peacock. 
I guess. <laughs> good, good on you, NBC Sports. We will continue to make fun of both you and Yahoo Sports, who can't seem to get their job done. Yes. All right, let's see what do we have here. Tech Corner. Oh, hey, I wonder where this topic came from. The difference between spoofing and hacking. <laughs> so I got several messages this morning. Hey, you've been hacked. And I'm like, technically, no. Nope. Nope. My accounts were not compromised. Any, any more so than they were, than they already were. Right. Yes. I mean, read the terms of service. <laughs> absolutely fair. <laughs> and I, I was spoofed where someone took my name, image, and likeness. How much did they pay you for that? I mean, I hear that's going for a lot. <laughs> sadly, sadly, not near as much as it's worth. Wait, what? No. Um, no, they paid they paid me about exactly what it's worth because they paid me nothing. That's 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 where the joke is. I was waiting for it. There you Couldn't go. get it's, there quick enough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so they took my profile picture from Instagram, created a new Instagram account. That's spoofing, not hacking. My accounts were still perfectly fine. Though I did take the extra step to go in and change all of my passwords for all meta related websites. Yeah. So there you go. It's, it, you know, were you hacked? Nope. Spoofed. Nope. Were you fished? Yeah. No. No. Why can't, fished? Just, no. Why can't we just use real words? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, what do you, what do you got on here? Yeah. So this is kind of follow up, but it, you know, one of the things we talk about on tech corner a lot is I, we point out with accounts and services and Facebook and social media, they, they, they harvest your data, right? And and yeah, build profiles of you. And some people don't care. They're like, well, what, what do I care, right? This this story came through in the Wall Street Journal, and I was like, oh, this is this is just getting this is getting bad now. Um, so one of the companies, there is a company who is going out. And they're buying data from social media platforms to construct profiles of you that then they sell to companies so that they can target their message, right? A lot of people do that. Facebook, that's Facebook. That's how Facebook makes money. That's how Google makes money. Um, they're advertising companies that happen to run tech platforms, right? And lots of other companies do this. But this company got caught my attention, um, not because that's what they're doing, but because who their customers are. So this company is called Glue, G-L-O-O. And they're buying up all of this stuff, and they are trying to figure out. However, their customer base that they're going after, um, their customers are churches. And according to the company, more than 30 thousand churches nationwide have signed up to this service to get leads. The leads are weak. You're weak. Sorry. So they are buying leads from this company who goes through social media profiles and finds people for churches. We'll call it outreach or to do targeted advertising towards there's free and premium users and the average premium, the average church pays $1,500 a year of this. And by the way, 30,000 churches equals about 10% of all U.S. churches. Now, what would they be looking for? 
Um, here's what this company searches for. People facing, nope, it's not money. That comes it's, later. The answer to all of your questions isn't money. They're not looking to increase their parishes so they can increase donations. Yes. But oh. what they're looking for before that is you got to get them in the door. And this is the part that it just makes me just, this is the part where I go, oh, d- oh this does not feel right. This, none of this feels right. And none of it feels right that churches are doing this. People facing personal crises are most likely to be open to outreach efforts. So the company has said in marketing materials that it can predict the characteristics of people who might have a marriage in trouble, be suffering from depression or anxiety, or have a propensity for drug addiction based on data analytics. It then incorporates thousands of data points from third-party providers, as well as data it collects through the churches it works with. After the Wall Street Journal started reporting on the company, Glue said it was no longer using mental health data and has changed some of its earlier practices. However, mostly it puts together web pages. It tries to find people who are suffering from grief or marital distress or things like that to sell to churches to say, this person is struggling. You should probably go ahead and uh, reach out to them. They're probably open to your message now. Is is the word I'm looking for proselytizing? (laughs) I can't do that in Eagle Grove either. Oh, sorry. That's a different thing. (laughs) Never mind. Yes. That's the word I'm looking for. Proselytizing. Really, really fancy, data intensive, creepy Mm. proselytizing. Yeah. Uh, Westside Family Church, non-denominational Christian church near Kansas City, Kansas, has used glue to try to reach people dealing with financial problems as well as those struggling in the pandemic through online ads. The church is committed to going out at whatever cost to find the one lost sheep that needs help, said the pastor. This is the part that, again, no judgment here, but here's this part. There's a lot of people who are in pain and isolated, said the minister. Quote, if you don't come to the church, the church will come to you. Oh, I watched the new Matrix movie this week. I don't know why those two things jumped into my head together at the same. Never mind. Anyway, there you go. If you start, what I would say is anybody, if you're on your online platforms, if you suddenly start seeing online ads from uh, churches, uh, glue probably thinks that you're having a rough time of it and has sold your name to churches uh, so that they can make money so that the church can, can reach out to you. So, I'm getting all these ads on my feed for blenders. Oh yeah. No, no, those are good. And I know why. Yeah. (laughs) But this, just try to use your powers for good. Would (laughs) you? Okay. Where were we? Um, I think we're ready to move on to uh, main topics. Ah, okay. So, (laughs) Item one, we texted about this a little earlier in the week. (laughs) Cracks me up. Dateline Eagle Grove, Iowa. And this is from the KCCI, which is News Channel 8 here in Des Moines, the CBS station. Controversy over Eagle Grove drag queen show turns into legal battle. Now, This is Eagle Grove. We know Eagle Grove. We've been to Eagle Grove. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. 
small north central Iowa farming community. I admittedly, when you read the headline out loud like that, uh, and and the context that you just said, uh, drag show in Eagle Grove sparks legal debate. Yep, that's yep that tracks. <laughs> yeah, par, <laughs> par for the course. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see how any, any other. I don't see any other way how this could turn out different. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, apparently, the wording in the adult entertainment, and I'm using air quotes there, the adult entertainment section of the city code, which which def- you sent me so that we could both read. <laughs> Too much time on my hands. The says part of part part of an act that could qualify entertainment as adult entertainment would be male or female impersonators. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's absolutely sexual in nature that that belongs in adult entertainment. But A, and I messaged with a city attorney friend of mine. <laughs> we, we've done more homework on this topic than anything else on the show. And he said, it's really, really ridiculous. And I said, yep, sounds like this person who's trying to do the enforcement doesn't understand drag. And he said, nope. You know, oh. Oh, you know what? Okay. I'm just, so you sent me the code. Mm-hmm. I just, I just pulled it up again here because I, this is just, <clears throat> to your point. Uh, so this all falls under adult entertainment business, which again, I don't think that, I don't think that the drag shows actually fall under that. However, I think I found a loophole already that somebody would be really unhappy, but you know what? You, once you start going lawyer on people, you pick the rules. We'll play by them. Okay. So according to this definition of adult entertainment business includes the following quote, adult amusement or entertainment unquote. Well, there's your bar anyway. Sorry. Okay. So according to code, it means amusement or entertainment, which is distinguished or characterized by an emphasis on acts or material depicting describing or related to sex acts or specified anatomical areas, including, oh, it's but not limited to, damn it, topless or bottomless dancers, exotic dancers. So would that be in a, like a dancer from Webster City? Would that be like not allowed? <laughs> Pretty exotic there in Eagle Grove. Uh, strippers. Clear. Yeah. Clarion, but okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, ooh. <laughs> Got somebody in from Dubuque. <laughs> Oh, not here you don't. We have standards. Uh, exotic dampers, answers, strippers. Standard, standards, standards and practices. Wait, we have actual standards and practices? <laughs> I love Who knew? Male, male or female impersonators or similar entertainment. It just... So my question, my question is, is it illegal to impersonate someone specifically or just to impersonate a female in general. Well, right, because because the way this is, this is male or female impersonators. So, I mean, I'm thinking if the bar had 
okay, this is going to really date us. This is the best one I can come up with. Could Rich Little perform in town? I mean, he's a male impersonator. I mean, he's doing, he's a male and he does impressions. Therefore, you know what? Sorry, Rich. Can't go to Eagle Grove. <laughs> this is not going the way you thought it would. <laughs> That's fine. You're like, what, Todd, we talked about this. These queens aren't trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. No. As, <laughs> I mean, as we've. As we've, as I've talked about with Lisa multiple times, I think we've talked about, right? Uh, there's, there's drag queens and there's female impersonators. And sometimes female impersonators appear on, uh, RuPaul's drag race. And they generally don't do very well because it's not a, it's not a female impersonation show. It's a drag show. And they're not trying to, they're not, I mean, some of them are, some of them are like, wow, they look incredible. And some of them are like, uh, that, that don't look right. I mean, it's funny. (laughs) yeah yeah just watching for the train wreck yeah now here's the other thing it does this does also fall under adult amusement and entertainment which i think i texted you which says that's not allowed no no entertainment or amusement is allowed in eagle grove in downtown nobody shall have any fun wait i've i've roughed basketball games up there i can guarantee you Anybody sitting in the stands watching them play over the last three years has yes. not been having any fun. Well, Trust me. They're well, they're, they're definitely within the law. Just saying. Apparently if, if the, if it was just a bad drag show that it was not amusing or entertaining, it would, it would not fall afoul of, of said, uh, of said ones. Um, I, I do think that this code probably needs to be updated in general because one of the other definitions they have is adult motion picture arcade. Sure. Question. If Tyler Perry came to Eagle Grove and wanted to do a stand-up act? Nope. Well, not as Medea. <laughs> okay. Just asking. Asking questions. That's all we do around here. We ask questions. Very rarely, as anybody who's listened to the previous 95 episodes would know, very rarely do we solve problems. No, that's not true. We solved Jesse's problem. Once, we've solved one problem in 95 tries. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. So I just, I find this interesting. It's like uh, all of these adult entertainment businesses are not, and it's a business to be established again i mean i'm not a, I'm not a lawyer here but they're not establishing a business they're just putting on a show which anyway but it it shall not be established in any district zone for residential use or within a thousand feet of another of another business school church public park daycare center nursery school or any type of dwelling so it can't be a thousand feet near a building and Eagle Grove, yeah. like, like I don't, I don't, like, it's not that big a town. <laughs> you draw a thousand feet, you a thousand feet this way and a thousand feet this way. You've pretty much covered the town. <laughs> well, the mayor said that we felt like the male or female impersonators language was insensitive and antiquated. So our code of ordinance is in the process of being updated to remove that language. However, the spirit of the code still remains regarding adult entertainment. But again, and I can't stress this enough, this is drag. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, you're what, what, are you, what are you going to do? What, you know what? what? Here's the thing, though. If if rural Iowa is now fighting over drag shows, that is a form of progress. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anyone if anyone in our audience is looking for something to do tomorrow on January 1st or yesterday, depending on when this got released. Uh, <laughs> anybody goes to the show, let us know how it was. Yeah. Um, okay. I also have on here. So we're right. We're smack dab in the middle of bowl season, right? There's, there's bowl games today. There's bowl games tomorrow. Like this is, there's bowl, there's bowl games being canceled left and right. It's a beautiful time of the year. So I thought last week we talked about some bowl games and I thought I would come up with, um, I'd like to quiz you on some other bowl adjacent, uh, both bowl items, because I, I, I just think this is, you know, it's, it's a good way to ask you questions that you can't possibly know the answers to. Okay, um, I have okay. my winter bell ready. All right, here we go. I'm going to start off with, I think you did read some of these off last week, however. I was like, oh, you're stealing my bit, but that's fine. So we're going to start off with an easy one. Which late night talk show host owns the naming rights to a bowl game? Jimmy Kimmel. For bonus points, this is the part that makes no sense, however. For bonus points... Who is the presenting sponsor of that bowl game? Of the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because he owns the naming rights, but he's not the sponsor. <clears throat> that, uh, I, I got no clue. <laughs> that would be the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stifle. <laughs> Do they make floor cleaning things? Is I, that, you know what? I didn't even want to click no. on the link. I didn't even. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> why. Why have that in your search history? Sure. Yeah, okay. Need that. Speaking of stuff you don't need in your search history, uh, this year uh, people were snickering. the The Cure Bowl has a new sponsor. Do you know the sponsor of the Cure Bowl? Is it sponsored by the Clash? <laughs> oh, so close! So close. <laughs> <clears throat> it is sponsored by Tail Greeter. Speaking of strip clubs in Eagle City. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, that that was the um that was the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. Uh one uh C- Coastal Carolina defeated Northern Illinois. For bonus points, what the hell is Tail Greeter? <laughs> I'm betting even the head coaches of both teams couldn't identify that. Hey, uh, at the end of the bowl game, are you going to, you going to be dumping tail all over my head? Just want to know. Um, <laughs> so I actually looked it up. I, I did do the search. I did put it on private browsing because who the hell knows what's going to happen. Tail greeter seems to be a service slash app that connecting you with the best tailgates at every game. So you can browse tailgates, tailgating opportunities at games. You can browse all of them. Then you can book them and pay for them. So for instance, oh, hey, here's one that's interesting for you. On Sunday, you can uh, Soldier Field South Lot tailgate starting at 8 a.m. before the Bears versus Giants game. It's $100 a person. Does not include your ticket to the game. No, but it... It shows a camping van. So I don't know if you get the van. Anyway. Oh, it's hosted by Michael. Yes. It's like the car rental service. Vehicles at tailgates. Anyway. So so you want somebody else to pay for your tailgate? 
throw it on up here. <laughs> sure. Why, dude, dude, are you are you not going to the tailgate? For the Bears versus Giants on January 2nd in Chicago? Are you insane? <laughs> They're not very good. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, you think. Can't even I tried to give these tickets to Nagy's family and they wouldn't even take it. Okay. Next question. What breakfast cereal mascot is the sponsor of a bowl game? Not the breakfast cereal, the breakfast cereal mascot. That would be Tony the Tiger. And you know which game he is he is sponsoring? No clue. <laughs> that would be Tony the sorry, it's the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. So there you go. Because that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because Tony why the Tiger. Wouldn't it be, yeah. Why wouldn't it be the Tony the Tiger Frost and Flakes one, Bowl? The one that makes the most sense, though, but they'd have to spend more cash is Tony the Tiger Sugar Bowl. Yes. That's on brand. <laughs> Although, really, that's that Sugar Bowl, Sugar Bowl is what that is then, right? Like, it's just, yeah. Okay, let's try another one here. Uh, a team that uh, a team that you follow is going to, I believe, the Citrus Bowl. Who is who is uh, sponsoring? Who is sponsoring the Citrus Bowl? I believe Verbo is in there, but I don't know if it's the Verbo Citrus Bowl or it's the something else Citrus Bowl presented by Verbo. It is the Verbo Citrus Bowl. I'm wonder doing, if Iowa, we should do this quiz more often. I'm doing much better here than I normally do. Oh, that's because I'm taking pity on you because the first round of questions I had, uh, they were not good. They were not good. For, <laughs> I mean, they were, they were hilarious, but they were not good for you at all because, because nobody should know any of this crap. Um, let's see. Oh, and then this one, um, this starts explaining a lot. I'm going, here are 17 bowl games. I'm just going to, I'm going to throw out some of them here. Armed Forces Bowl, Birmingham Bowl, Bahamas Bowl, Boca Raton Bowl, the Camellia Bowl, Celebration Bowl, Cure Bowl, Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Fenway Bowl, Frisco Bowl, Hawaii Bowl, Las Vegas Bowl, Myrtle Beach Bowl, New, New Mexico Bowl, and the Texas Bowl. What do all of those have in common? Trying to come up with something funny. Did, did they all include at least one team that had a losing record this year? <laughs> Ah, crap. Now I got to go look that up because that might actually be accurate too. <laughs> um, what I will tell you is all 17 of those bowls, as of last year anyway, all 17 of them are owned by the same company. Really? Yes. And do you want to guess which company would need to own 17 separate bowl games, most of which you've never heard of? Instagram? Mm, nope. Nope. <laughs> Uh, is this are they owned by Google? Are they? Am I on the right track? Are they owned by Google? Close. Um, who benefits from having all of these ridiculous bowl games? They're owned by ESPN. Yes, you nailed it. ESPN owns and starts bowl games. <laughs> yes, they start their own bowl games and invite their own teams to the bowl games so that they have something to put on the air of ESPN. <laughs> Worldwide leader in something. Conflict of interest, probably. Yeah. Real quick. <laughs> That's <All> ridiculous. Right. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Last uh, last one's here. Uh, we go through real quick. This is going to be just kind of 
what comes to the top, I just want you to think of what top of mind, um, we're just going to go through the bowl games or the, the sort of the bigger bowl games today and tomorrow. You just tell me who you think is the sponsor or whatever the name of the bowl game is. So we've already covered the tax Gator bowl and we've already covered Tony, the tiger sun bowl. Um, we covered this last week, cotton bowl, semifinal, uh, playoff game. Is this the Goodyear cotton bowl? You got that right. No, wait, is it really? It is the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. <laughs> which, by the way, um, which I'm just going to tell you, uh, I would not go with the Goodyear Cotton Tires. They are crap, and they don't last very long, and when they get wet, it's really a mess. So Goodyear Cotton, not a good idea. The other the other semifinal today is the Orange Bowl. Um, see, I've always thought that this ought to be either the Sunkissed Orange Bowl, or even the Sunny D Orange Bowl, I thought would be appropriate. I, With orange I, in I, quotes. <laughs> yes, the Sunny D Orange Bowl. It's yeah. it's orange adjacent. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember this one now. Okay, so if you were getting ready to go to the game before you left the hotel, if you're if Amy wanted to make sure that you had your tickets for the Orange Bowl, she might say, "Hey, Dwayne, what's in your wallet?" It's the Capital One Orange Bowl. There you go. It just rolls off the tongue. <clears throat> All right. Um, let's see the games tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Oh, you've been to this one in Tampa. The Outback Bowl? Yep. And we've covered the Verbal Citrus Bowl. Uh, Fiesta Bowl. Well, it, we kind of covered this before. At one point, it was the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Yep. And then it was the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. And now it's Enterprise Rental Car Fiesta Bowl. I don't oh, know. Oh, so close. You aren't, You had it. It's PlayStation. Oh, okay. I outthought um, myself. Yep. Uh, the Sugar Bowl. The CNH Sugar Bowl. Uh, that would be good. It's not the right? answer. It's, no, yeah. it's not. Um, I do not know this one, mm. even though I probably should. It's. Uh, it doesn't represent one state. It represents. It's the all state <laughs> Sugar Bowl. Yep. Now we're playing password on here. And then the final one. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> the, the, fin- the final guess here, we've talked about this one before, and I think the names have changed. Yeah, go ahead. In honor of the late Betty White's also deceased husband, Alan Ludden, we're playing Password. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Last one. Sorry. For the top of the $64,000 pyramid. None of which will Password happen. is. Yes. <clears throat> the granddaddy of them all. Can you give me the full name, the full official name of the granddaddy of them all? The Tournament of Roses Parade and Rose Bowl game? Well, that's not what ESPN has. What ESPN has listed is, it is the Rose Bowl game presented by... Brought to you by... Yeah. Any guesses? Who's presenting the Rose Bowl game? I don't know. Oh, see, this one's even this one's even trickier <clears throat> because it's not just a company; it's a product. <clears throat> Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One Venture X. 
not just the company, but a product. And then they also sponsor another. No wonder I'm confused. Yes. Yes. So there you go. Money well spent. On the other hand, we just we just spent uh, we spent quite a bit of time on our uh, highly rated podcast here, giving uh, plugs to all of these companies. So I guess it is working. Wow, I can't ring the bell on that one. Nope, not even close. <laughs> the so, are you going to watch any of these bowl games? What are you watching this week? Well, let's see. Um, upcoming, probably we'll watch the uh, we'll watch the Rose Bowl, uh, a, a team that I follow uh, is, oh, yeah. is in that game. So uh, some interest there. Um, this last week, we've watched a number of things. Um, we finished watching Hacks on HBO Max. Uh-huh. Uh, boy, that is a good show. Like that's a that's a really good show for just a variety of reasons. I, I can't recommend it uh, enough. So uh, good show. Um, we were also told by Netflix that the Great British uh, Bake Off or Great British Baking Show uh, had new holiday episodes available. So we went and watched those. Interestingly enough, we went and watched them. It was a Christmas episode and a New Year's episode. They were new to Netflix and they were from last year. Oh. So apparently it takes a while for them to ship the film from from uh, England. I don't, they probably use the postal service and it just got there. Um, we were also watching food networks, holiday baking championship. And we, we watched that whole thing and then we got to the end of it. And then it said, would you like to play season eight? And Lisa and I looked at each other and went, we just watched last year's. <laughs> so apparently anything to do with baking, we're a full year behind. American, British, doesn't matter. We're just reliving 2020 because it was so freaking awesome that we wanted to go back to that. Um, and then the other one, because we're sort of to the part of uh, there were some we, we were looking for stuff that we could watch but not have to like pay real close attention to, but just could kind of enjoy uh on hbo max watching stanley tucci searching for italy where he goes around italy and i don't did you did you mention this six months ago when it came out i don't know maybe not um it was on cnn originally i think um he goes he goes around italy and he's uh he's eating his way through italy explaining the culture and the history of italy as expressed uh through their through their food and why food from Italy is the way it is because of where it's grown and the people and circumstances and growing up under fascism and led to some of this. Anyway, it's, it's some history, it's some culture, it's some food and it's Stanley Tucci. And, um, yeah, he, he, Stanley Tucci walking around, uh, walking around Italy. Uh, he's, he's pretty good at this. So anyway, um, again, you don't have to pay super close attention. So, um, this is what keeps happening. All right, we said we we're going to do this. Do you want to go back and start watching Loki and really pay attention this time? How about we just watch the Italy thing? Okay, cool. It's a little easier to follow. <laughs> Will there be a test at the end of this? No. No, let's watch this. I don't know. How about you? What are you guys watching? We watched all eight Harry Potter movies. Ooh, okay. Because there's a 20th anniversary Harry Potter thing tomorrow on hbo oh that's right yes yes the uh the harry potter reunion yep so you want to watch those sure why not we started and we just kept right on going <laughs> let me let me let me ask you this real quick now that you've been through the sets 
Uh-huh. Did that did that change any of either either change the way that you were looking at the film or were you thinking, holy crap, I stood right there. I was I was right there. I was in that <laughs> on place. several occasions. Every shot on that bridge, you know, every shot with the blue car. That's our the logo for this podcast. <laughs> we were in that. Yeah. We we're in that car. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um yes. Yep. Um I also noticed that over the course of the series. Hagrid's hut kept getting further and further away from the castle, which I was confused about. Um, so there was that. Uh, we we watched the new Matrix movie. Okay. Fell asleep in the middle. Dwayne gives it two snores. Yep. Woke up near the end. Meh. It's all right. I didn't miss anything in the middle, apparently. There's some Whatever. computer stuff, some pills, a rabbit. I don't know. Oh, by the way, I forgot to put something on the list. Watched uh watched two nights ago, uh Disney Plus, uh The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh came yes. So we, yes. we watched that the the night of, yep. of that came out. That's Yep. You know what? I, I think some of this, you know, hey, we're gonna get a TV show. Like this probably wouldn't be that great of a movie. It's gonna it, it's gonna be an interesting TV show. Found out how he got out of the Sarlacc. Yeah. Yep. Oh, hashtag spoiler alert. I don't know that that's much of a spoiler <laughs> alert. If he doesn't get out of the Sarlacc, you don't have a show. <laughs> Although at one point, at one point I had to go around the house. I had to turn off. I had to turn off. Like we still have some of our Christmas lights on. I had to turn off some of our Christmas lights because they were reflecting off of the TV because apparently they don't own any lights on Tatooine. And the first thing, 20 minutes of it is so dark that I couldn't see, I couldn't see anything with the lights on. I turned it off and I went, Oh, that's better. Now I can't see anything the way the director intended it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. I thought the opening, I thought the pilot episode was pretty decent. <laughs> At one point Lisa goes, so what are those ninjas? And I'm like, well, at least they know parkour. Apparently that's the thing on Tatooine. <laughs> Um, and, uh, as you said, I think you said last week, they, they, British shows do these Christmas episodes that are, I watched the Christmas episode of eight out of 10 cats does countdown, which is the first Christmas episode in a long time that did not have John Locke on it, who passed away this year. So, um, anyway, so I, I watched that this week cause it came out. So there was that How about, uh. Anything else? Did you learn anything this week? Yeah. So, I mean, this could have been in tech, but we're going to put it here, what I learned. So, I'm fighting with my TV. Uh, so, this isn't the part I learned, but I, I did learn. I th- <laughs> my, my, my TV and Apple TV that we watch stuff on goes to sleep. And sometimes it just doesn't come back. just doesn't wake up. Just nothing. And I've been blaming the Apple TV for that. And I go and unplug it or whatever. And yesterday last night i finally figured out it's it's not the it's not the apple tv my my sharp smart tv goes to sleep and then it won't wake up again without being without being hard rebooted so we're now to the point with uh with smart stuff that my tv has to be rebooted uh like a force reboot so that it will show anything on the tv that made me that made me a little angry and i'm thinking this whole smart stuff is going way too far however also, we're watching an Apple TV last Sunday 
We're watching on Apple TV. And if you if you watch on Apple TV, if you watch your video on Apple TV, you can go in there and you can pick your teams and you can get sport. You can get um there are jobs. Apple pays people. There is a place in Los Angeles that pays people to watch games, watch sporting events, and put out they write up things. Close game down by two runner on second, and then they send it out. And then you can get notified on your phone, on your iPad or on your Apple TV. We're watching the Broncos game and a message comes up and says, uh, Broncos in a close game. And Lisa goes, you know, this thing's not very smart. We're literally watching the Broncos game and it's telling us with a big banner, Broncos watching a close game. I want to jump over there. She goes, this thing's pretty stupid. I was like, yeah, man, you know, Apple just doesn't. And then I realized, wait a minute. Apple doesn't know what I'm watching. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm perfectly fine that Apple is telling me about a game that I'm watching because that is either they're terrible at at their stuff, which in some cases they are. But more than likely, what that actually tells you is it is the only smart TV thing that isn't sending data back to Apple. So at that point, I realized this thing's pretty stupid. Oh, I like that. That's good. So what? here's what I learned. My Apple TV is stupid in ways. I mean, I knew it was stupid in certain ways, but it's now stupid in other ways that I actually find useful. So... Uh, I'm, I'm very happy with it. How about you? What'd you learn? So we talked about, I mean, it's end of the year. We talked about people that have passed away over the course of the year and whatnot. We just talked about Betty White and John Locke. Another football legend passed away this week. John Madden, who we knew as the voice of color commentary, right? Or as the namesake of a video game, right? And we're probably not old enough to remember him day in and day out as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, right? I mean, yeah, that was I think he stopped that in 1978. Right. Do you know what his record was? As the head coach of the Raiders. I'm going to be real honest with you. I do not follow a lot of Raider history. So I'm going to say (laughs) no. Madden did not go into broadcasting because he was a terrible coach. He was 103 and 32 and 7 in 10 years. 75.9% win percentage. It is the highest coach in NFL history of any coach with more than 100 wins. And it's not even second place is not even close. He was in his day a fantastic football coach. And I did not realize that. I mean, I knew Boom or I knew Turducken or I knew, you know, whoever goes on the cover of your video game gets hurt. Those things I all knew beforehand. But this week I learned that John Madden was in his day a really, really, really good football coach. So there you go. At this point, I feel like I have to say something nice about an Oakland Raiders coach. And I don't think I'm allowed to, I don't think I physically can do that. So you know, don't, don't, don't force it. <laughs> it I'm, I'm just going to be quiet.
The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd on Overcast or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Podbean. Wherever you want to get your pods, just search Talkin'. And the number two, no G, no space. We have a page on Facebook. You can tweet us on Facebook. You can tweet my imposter. You can, I don't know, whatever. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. The support for the editing of this podcast was brought to you by Toddlers3187 and number 17. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners, especially the new ones. Tell your friends. Send your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? Now that I put, I didn't put these two dots together last Sunday, but I do realize as I was watching that Broncos game that they had to win to make the playoffs. And it was close and it wasn't looking good. Apple TV said, do you want to watch? Because it didn't know I was watching. On the other hand, at the exact same time, I got a text message from a church saying, are you into praying? Now I know why that happened. Didn't work. Well, that's a year. That that wraps it up. On, on that note, we'll talk to you next week right here on Talking to Todd. I screwed up the ending praying for a victory. That's <laughs> that's where the joke was. <laughs> that's where it was somewhere down that road. And I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs>